0: Welcome. It's the 24th Sunday after Pentecost. Next Sunday is Christ the King Sunday or Reign of Christ Sunday and then it is Advent. So we're almost at the beginning of a new church here. You may have noticed that we didn't have a, a podcast or a video last Sunday. Apologies for that but there was a massive blizzard as people who live in saskatchewan know and i just didn't have access to the internet for most of the week but barring any more blizzards like that i should be up every sunday thank you for being here our our opening hymn is holy 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 Let's say the prayer of the day together. Righteous God, our merciful master, you own the earth and all its peoples, and you give us all that we have. Inspire us to serve you with justice and wisdom, and prepare us for the joy of the day of your coming. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, amen. Our first reading is from the book of Judges, chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. So the Lord sold them into the hand of King Jabin of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth Hagoyim. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and had oppressed the Israelites cruelly twenty years. At that time Deborah, a prophetess, wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites came to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak son of Abinoam from Kadesh and Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Go take position at Mount Tabor, bringing 10,000 from the tribe of Nathalie and the tribe of Zebulun. I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the Wadi Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. Our psalm is Psalm 123. To you I lift up my eyes, to you enthroned in the heavens as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters and the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to you, O Lord our God, until you show us your mercy. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy, for we have had more than enough of contempt, too much of the scorn of the indolent rich and the derision of the proud. Our eyes look to you, O God, until you show us your mercy. Our second reading is from 1st Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Now, concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. For it is as if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with him and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with him. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing the five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. The Gospel of the Lord. Human beings love stories. Just just think of how much time we spend reading and watching TV or Netflix. And most of that, not all, but not most is stories. I read a lot of nonfiction, but it's still. A lot of the time, it's, it's stories. and It's not just that we enjoy stories. They play an important role in our lives and in our cultures. They explain things. They justify things or, or condemn them. This is why this is good. This is how bad that is. This is what's real. This is what makes sense. This is how to live. This is, they tell us what to do. They tell us what matters and what doesn't. Stories form us, who we are and how we think and feel and how we see the world. And so Jesus told stories. In a time before video or radio or even, even for most people, even books, stories were told. And I suspect that Jesus was an exceptionally good storyteller. The Gospels are highly compressed, and they give us the bare bones, the essentials of Jesus' stories. But when Jesus told them, they were probably much longer with a wealth of detail that we don't have in the Gospels. And interestingly, a lot of Jesus' stories are almost like crime stories or noir There's the parable about the unjust or the corrupt judge. Another example is that story about the landlord and the tenants in the vineyard, where the landlord keeps sending people to collect the rent, and the tenants beat some of them up. Well, they beat all of them up, and in the end, they murder the landlord's son. Murder in the vineyard, you could call it. And then there's this very short story that comes shortly before the gospel reading for today. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and he would not have let his house be broken into. I imagine these stories were quite gripping and I think they ran true. It's an ambiguous world. There's, there's evil as well as good and they're often mixed up together. It was and it is for most people, for most people, a harsh world. Violence and debt and injustice and desperate poverty and fear. These stories describe a world people knew all too well. And they had a kind of shock value, especially since they often end with a surprising twist. They're meant to jolt us into seeing God and the world and ourselves in new ways. Jesus' stories weren't just engaging and interesting. They were powerful. They made people think. Sometimes they made people angry. For some, they were life-changing. But we have to be careful how we interpret them. In the story about the unjust judge... Jesus isn't saying it's good to have unjust judges or, or that God is like an unjust judge. It's a story about prayer and persistence. The story about the thief in the night doesn't mean burglary is a fine thing or that we should all have good security systems or bar the door against the Son of Man. It's about being ready for the coming of the Lord. And likewise, this is not a story about economics or capitalism or slavery. Well, what is it about them? I don't think anyone knows for sure or completely. This is a difficult parable. At least it is difficult for us. But there are two features of the story that might help. First, there's the talents. Our word talent is derived from a certain interpretation of this parable. But the Greek word used in the gospel, is it's a money word. Like a dollar or pound. Except that the talent was worth a lot more than a dollar. It was an enormous amount of money. About what a person would earn in 15 or 20 years. So, so the one who gets just one talent is entrusted with an amount it would take maybe 20 years to earn, you know, assuming you never spent any of it. And the slave who is given five talents is given an amount approximately equivalent to what someone would earn in 75 to 100 years. This is an exceedingly rich man, and, and the wealth, his wealth, that he entrusts to his slaves it's just way over the top, incredible. That's the first thing. The second thing is what the third slave says. Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed, so I was afraid and, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. That's the difference between the first two slaves and the third. The third fears the master. He believes that the master is unjust, not good, not compassionate, not slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and mercy. You might say, well, (laughs) what about throw him into outer outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth? That kind of sounds like he has reason to be afraid and and here's a question the story raises but doesn't answer it's a question the story leaves with us what if the third slave had taken the money and gone into the world with it and tried to do something with it make it grow do his master's work and lost it what if he failed if the master is is jesus then Jesus is merciful. Jesus forgives. He knows our weakness. Failing is not the issue. The issue is knowing and trusting and loving God in Jesus. The issue is faith. And the third slave, I think, has chosen the darkness because not trusting God, not loving God in our neighbors, that's where that leads darkness and grief. But faith and love and trust, that leads to life and joy. Enter now into the joy of your master. God has given us great gifts, a share in God's abundance and richness, a share in God's life and God's work. God loves and trusts us, God takes a huge risk on us. And and the way to live, the way to life, is to love and trust God in return, to risk everything in response. We're bound to make mistakes, but we know and we trust we'll be forgiven. The problem isn't getting it wrong. The problem is not knowing and loving and trusting God. This story is an invitation to risk everything on God's love. To live courageously, passionately, fiercely, and lovingly the way Jesus did. If you want to become my followers, Jesus said, deny yourselves and take up your cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit you if you gain the whole world but lose your life? That's the kind of risk and profit Jesus is talking about. It feels like a risk to us because of our limitations. But we believe and we trust that Jesus showed us who God is. And that, as we heard in the second reading, Jesus died for us so that we may live with him. Amen. Let's confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and the life everlasting. Amen. Clinging to the promise of abundant life and resurrection, let us pray for the church, the world, and all of God's creation. Each petition will end with the words, Lord, in your mercy, and the response is, hear our prayer. Everlasting God, help us to be awake and ready Deliver us from every fear and distraction, that we may be found faithful on the day of the Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Ruler of the universe, keep us faithful in our stewardship of your creation. Help us to trust you and to be trustworthy in all things. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of all mercy, defend the weak, the sick, and those in any need, in particular those we name before you. And we pray, we pray also for everyone who's watching or listening to this service. And all, all those who who they want to pray for. Deliver them from their distress and restore them to sing your praises. Hear us, O God. Sorry, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, the strength of those who hope in you, deliver us from every fear, shine the light of your love into our lives, that we might build each other up. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, giver of all life, raise us from every grief, meet us with your merciful embrace, and bear us along in the hope of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Receive these our prayers, O God, and give us all we need for this day and the days to come. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May God save you from all that would harm you. May Christ Jesus heal you and raise you up. And may the Holy Spirit anoint you